You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is your feel-good sister, Heather. And happy holidays, everyone. It's official. If you're listening to this in real time, um, it's 2016, and it's uh, the holiday season. And as Heather was saying right before we started recording, it feels like from Halloween to New Year's is a little bit of a trip. But let's all slow it down. So we welcome you to the show today. Here's an opportunity to just drop in in this moment, in these 30 minutes that we have together, to take a deep collective breath and be able to hear maybe some information that can make this season more joyful, a little easier. Um, I really like the idea of us just kicking our feet up and watching the whole parade go by. What do you think? Ah, like I think that whole, I like time distortion. And right now is a perfect time to have time distortion because um, when the schedule's full, it's like take a 10 minute um, window and turn it into a two hour break. You know, that's kind of my tactic right now. I love that idea. I love that idea of really it only takes a moment or two or three to align and then time opens up because time is really um, my friend Janice always says there's always enough time and money to receive your life your life, what it is that you're here to do. There's always enough time and money to receive your life. So there is an opportunity for us to just really embed that in our DNA and say, you know what, if there isn't enough time to do that, then it's not mine. Because there's always enough time. And I love that when we get into alignment, when we get into what our Abrahams call the vortex, there's more time than we could possibly need to do anything because we're not alone. We're not alone when we're in that vortex. We've got an an amazing entourage that spans the globe, making people and situations and things come together that you could never bang out in action. So really, there's always enough time when you're in the receiving mode of the vortex because what happens is... Your entourage is there. You have an entire staff. You have, remember that manager in the sky that the Abrahams used to talk about? I love that one. What did they call that? And you don't have to pay them. (laughs) Exactly. Forget VAs, forget virtual assistants. You have like serious assistants, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I guess it is like a virtual assistant, but it's like a whole, it's like an angel virtual assistant. I think it's just a reminder to use it, right? Like you have to... The, the thing that I always remember is that source never forces them themselves on us. And so we have to ask. And so vibrationally or energetically or just open-mindedly asking is the key. Absolutely. And expecting. I think we underestimate the power of our expectation. If we expect it to be stressful and we don't have enough time and there's not enough to, you know, not enough to uh, get 
too much to get done. Guess what? You're right. But if we can step back and say, you know what, if it's mine to do, there'll be a perfect amount of time and money to do it. And if it's not mine to do, then I trust that the universe is in this perfect orchestration and truly be able to hands off. Jesus, take the wheel. I always love that song. <laughs> I won't sing it, though. I promise. Um, You're so funny. You're the Jesus person. I, I like the song, too, though. I just Well, I know <laughs> that metaphysically it is. Take the wheel. Yeah, it is that notion that there is so much more here. Uh, than we can even imagine in our support. And that's why we wanted to focus on today's show on this track that we found just from a recent workshop. And if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. What we do is we focus on specifically the teachings of Abraham as a jumping off point to to really unhone the law of attraction in a deep heart space way. I think a lot of times we learn about the law of attraction and we immediately go to our heads where we try to configure how to control our reality. And I feel like what we do on this show is we really take the law of attraction and we move it into the heart space. We move it into the emotional space. We really kind of hone in on the on the guidance and we love the work that Esther Hicks is doing through Abraham as again, a place that we can go deeper into our own lives. As they say, every time we hear a workshop, the Abrahams are in you, your guides, your um, spiritual entourage, your, whatever your Holy Spirit is guiding you step by step by step. And what we want to do is really just put our ear to that voice and be able to be guided by it. And so on today's show, we're talking about tense, like being tense and intense and what's going on. If we know what we know and we know that what feels good we should focus on and what doesn't we shouldn't. Why is it that we're still feeling so tense? And we're going to play a quick track here from a recent workshop. And then as Heather and I like to do, we're going to just go deeper on it and break it apart and eat it like delicious little bonbons because all this information is so good. <laughs> It is so delicious, isn't it? Uh-huh. And this morsel is going to start now. So here we go. We're going to listen to a little bit of a track. And again, we always encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com. Um, this particular workshop is from a Chicago workshop in September of 2016. And you can get the whole thing for your beautiful self. So here we go. So I guess to get to the point, I'm tense. feeling that pulling and yet you know what to do why don't you do it because law of attraction adds momentum to the desire part but law of attraction also adds momentum to the doubt part or to the reality part and so it's all about focus isn't it so once momentum has gotten underway it's really not logical that you can do a big turnaround. But you could do it before the momentum gets going in such a strong way. At the beginning of every day, you could do it. So do you have a particular desire that you have particular doubt about, or is it everything? Does everything you want have an equal and corresponding doubt factor? This is an important question. Does everything you want have an equal and corresponding doubt factor? No. So. Tell us something that doesn't have a corresponding doubt factor. Mm, I have a wonderful family. All right. So do you understand that if you were to focus more upon this subject that has no corresponding doubt factor, that you're trying to get going that way? I understand that. and Because the only time the engine becomes active is when you've got it active in your vibration. You could have piled up 
a million engines of doubt and a million engines of desire. But the only thing that's affecting your momentum one way or the other right now is what's active. So we're talking about I want it but kind of thing going on. I want it but. I want it but. If you just say I want it because, then these engines wouldn't be active and you'd move toward it and you would feel some elation. And so it's what you're doing in the moment about it is the only thing that matters. Did you hear that? That's an important thing for you to know. You haven't stacked these engines up. No one's keeping score of them. It's only what vibration is active in any moment in time. I take what you say to heart and I apply it in my life. And I wake up in the morning and I meditate. And then I often write lists of positive aspects about my life or about people or things like that. I spend time at the beach. Here's the distinction that we want to help you to find. We ask you a very important question. Is there any subject where you don't have a corresponding doubt factor? And you said yes, and there are more than one. And yet, the subject that you spend more time writing positive aspects about are the ones where you do have doubt factors. So do you know what happens when you try to make a list of positive aspects about something where you have corresponding doubt factors? you get tense. In other words, it's like trying to overcompensate for how you really feel. That's why we're asking you to find something that you're not faking about. Find something that you're not trying about. To find something that you just feel good about and focus upon that and just let that resonate within you for a while until you begin to feel the momentum toward what you're wanting. You've heard us say but you've never heard it as clearly as you're about to hear it now, given what we just said to you. You could have five things that are important in your life, and four of them could be going terribly, and one of them could be going good. If you would focus upon the one that is going good, you would reduce the resistance factor, and all five would begin moving toward what you want. Or you could have five things in your experience, four of them going really well, one of them not going well, Spend all your time talking about the one that is not going well and stand still or move backwards about the things that you want. In other words, it's all about your focus. And we're going to tease you just a little bit. What in the world is so hard about thinking about things that feel good? We know it's a terrible price to pay. But why wouldn't you want to focus upon the thing that feels good? Well, we'll tell you why. It's because you've been trained to believe that it takes effort and hard work and struggle. And unless you're trying really hard, you're not getting anywhere. But this defies the laws of the universe as we know them to be, you see. Just try it. Just pick something that feels good and give it your undivided attention just for a little while. Have any of you newly fallen in love? And you know how that gets your attention. Can hardly think about anything else. Can hardly think about anything else. That's what you want to think about. It's what you think about when you're waking up. It's what you think about when you're going to bed. It's what you want to talk about to everyone. Know what everyone's avoiding you because it's all you ever want to talk about. It's what you want to talk about. It's what you want to think about. It's how you feel. It's how you feel. It's how you feel. And have you noticed that other things in your life, your attention off what isn't working and on what feels so good? You all have those things in your life experience that feel better than others. That if you just understand just trusted that more attention to what feels good will cause momentum in the direction of all things that are important to you. And your tenseness will dissipate. I feel like I'm really trying to do that, but clearly, I know I'm not defying the laws of the universe, so maybe I just suck at it. I don't know, but it feels like... Well, you see, even this conversation doesn't help. Because you said... I've got this going on. And we said, 
here's why. And then you keep doing it. You keep wanting to present to us the stuck position that you stand in. I must just suck at this, you said. Well, what engine did you just put on the track? One that helps your desire or one that hinders your desire? And we know, here we are clarifying. But you just can't get around it. You cannot talk about things that you do not want and feel what it feels like to talk about things that you do not want and move toward things that you do want. And you know, oh, you may really like this. You don't have to now. Let's just pretend. This isn't even the way that it is with you, but let's pretend you put 5,000 engines of doubt on your track and 4,999 engines of desire because you usually want it but. So you got one more doubt engine than you do desire engine. So you're just standing there with sort of equal And let's say something that is so true, that your inner being is standing over here with all of these engines of desire, and that the energy that creates worlds is focused with you. So can you imagine the power of that momentum? So that has to help you realize that you've conjured up quite a bit of power of momentum going the other way. If you just stop doing that just a little bit, The analogy that we were offering before is the cork bobbing on the surface is where your inner being is and all your desires are, and you can hold it under the water. That's what doubt is. That's what negative emotion is. But when you let go, it will bob back up. So this is a similar analogy that we're offering. If you would stop doing that thing you do that doesn't make you feel good, off you'd go toward everything that you want. So what makes you do that? You want to be realistic. You want to be objective. You want to be real in the world. You don't want to pretend that good things are coming even though they haven't come? What is it? What makes you choose a thought that feels bad over a thought that feels good? Why would you do that? Well, it's momentum, but when you wake up, that momentum is sort of equal. So there must be a belief system. There must be a belief within you that goes something like, I'm supposed to pay some sort of a price. I'm supposed to offer effort. Wow, there's so much there. I can hardly know where to start. So we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive deeply into that track that we heard again from abraham-hicks.com. This will be really fun. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here with your feel-good sisters. We'll be right back after the break. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And your feel-good sister, Heather. And we're just going to dive right back into that track. So I, I took all kinds of notes, Heather, so I'm I'm ready to dive in. But what um, what came up for you? Well, I loved um, so much about that track, but what sticks in my mind right now is the last piece, of course, which is why is it that we're so willing to keep focusing on what doesn't feel good. You know, what is going on? And I loved how they said there must be some belief or programming in there um, that says we have to effort or, you know, that we believe we we must do something. But I just, I I love this track. It's so powerful. Yeah, the piece about the, and I don't, and the other piece is like, well, we don't want to beat ourselves up over it either as far as like having something. Yes, I am looking at what I don't want. Isn't that interesting? And now what do I want to do about it? What do I want to do about it? I mean, to me, this is sort of like classic Abraham. This is like core got Abraham. And I, I love going back to this over and over again, because there's so much here. I do, I don't think we can over, under, oh, sorry, I don't think we can overemphasize this belief about efforting and struggle. I think somehow we have, of course, you know, picked up in our, our lovely trail here on planet Earth that unless it's a struggle, that unless it's difficult, that unless it's effort, there's no, um, there's no there there. Like you're not going to get what you want. And we really need to flip that pancake. It's the Abraham flip side living, right? It's the opposite of it. And so it's a tough habit to break. And it's all a belief is, right? The Abraham say it's just a thought you keep thinking it's a bad habit. This isn't something we have to go extricate. You don't have to go to therapy for 10 years. You know, this is something if we can just call it out and see, oh, there's that belief system again that says I have to go do it. And I've been playing with this concept that I've been talking about with Heather and and some of my close entourage, and I haven't been talking a lot about it because it's so big, is that all of your income is passive. You think that you're working toward it, but actually it's already in the vortex. It's already automatic. We live in this automatic universe that when you line up, it's coming to you. Now, we've made all these stories up about paychecks and hours, and but really, ooh, don't tell anyone, but all income is passive. It's coming to you. And all the things that you want are quote unquote passive. They don't require your action. They don't require your efforting. Now, they do require your alignment, which is a different type of action, right? So, so it's it's so important i think for us to take this myth apart and really understand the core values that abraham is saying now why is it that things just come to us because you're you are a divine being you are creating this experience you are part of that which is making the sun come up and i think we just underestimate the power of our presence and the power of our attention where we put something so let's let's just go with that premise let's just kind of settle in with that premise that it's all done and that we've already done all the contrast work and there's enough in our vortex for 30 or 40 lifetimes and that it's all a done deal it's coming to you so take a breath because the tenseness is that tug of war between doubt and desire. And didn't you love this whole engine thing? That was something new that I'd never heard before. This idea of engines on a track and you've got a train that has two front ends and an engine in the middle and you've got, you know, 4,000 engines going this way and 4,000 and they're pulling on each other. You can understand why it's, we're tense. Yeah, it reminds me of the one when they said 
that Jerry and Esther were their monster bus was pulling a car that had its brakes on, but because the engine in the monster bus was so strong, it didn't even it just pulled the car. The only way they found out was when the tires started to catch on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> when that. your engines are pulling in one direction so strongly, it doesn't matter about the resistance. Yeah, and then the piece on the other end. The piece that I got here too is that. You might have 5,000 engines of doubt and 4,099 engines of desire. So you're just kind of in this tug of war. But your inner being has millions of engines of desire working for you. It's already orchestrated. It's already done. So you just have to pivot a little bit. And that's where we get back to why is it so hard for us to focus on what feels good? It's like the most beautiful system in the world. And the fact that we resist it is hilarious to me. It's like, oh, in order to get what you want, you're going to have to focus on what feels good. Oh, man. <laughs> it's torture. What is that? It's hysterical, right? I love their question. Is there anything to focus on that doesn't have the doubt factor? It's like, oh, great question. Instead of trying to think about, oh, I'm going to feel good about something that is hard to feel good about, just find some one thing that doesn't have the doubt factor and focus on it. But then we feel like we're not working hard enough. This is where that belief system comes in. That's irresponsible. That's Pollyanna. That's head in the clouds. Things are going on. It needs your attention. You need to focus on what's wrong. And again, that is the two worlds that we're looking at. And we have to, at some point, decide which world we're going to play in. Are we going to play in the world of efforting and struggle and punch it out, no pain, no gain? Or are we going to move into this elegant system where it's all done for us? But the fun is the contrast that allows us to align the things that go terribly wrong so that we are going terribly right. Which system are we playing in? And I think that's kind of a choice that we make only in the now. That's the other thing I got to from that track is this isn't something you can set up and be done with. It's only in the moment you're choosing it again, choosing it again, choosing it again. And and in, and the only time that you can call attention to the fact that you're not choosing it is beautiful, delicious, negative emotion. Negative emotion is the flag on the play that says, oh, I'm not choosing what feels good. OK, thank you. Thank you, source. Thank you, entourage. Um, but we can't fake it. And I want to talk about that because I thought that was another really important part of this track. They said, you know, we tell you to do positive aspects. And that's an Abraham technique where you sit down. And what do you do? You go to the one thing that you're most upset about and you try to eke out positive aspects, you know, with this sort of, I'm going to make this feel good if it kills me. And that's the opposite of what they're saying, you know? Yeah, I'm just kind of reviewing my own life and seeing... Um when this was the case for me. And now I feel like it's so much easier for me to find that resistant free place. And what, what was the difference? And I think it was when I just gave up that whole surrender. Um, I don't want it to have to be hard. And so therefore, I'm just going to do what they say, even if it doesn't make sense. But after a while, it does because it works. <laughs> it does work if you work it. If we, if yeah, we it that. does because I feel like I'm living proof that it works because I'm a completely different person. And so thankfully, this we're not blowing smoke here. It's This is true. This it, is principle. It is principle. And, and I love this idea of taking you know, their techniques like a positive aspect and actually sitting down and focusing on something you don't have any doubt about and amping up that positive energy. And as they said, if you've got five things that are important to you and four are going terribly wrong and one is really going well, 
focus on what's going well and all the boats will float. It's such an important part of the physics or the metaphysics of this understanding. And yet our little belief system pops back in and says, no, that's irresponsible. We need to focus on what's going wrong. Ah, fire, fire. And what do we get? More fire. Um, but it really is about understanding the core principles. Uh, and then the other part that I thought was really interesting is that Abraham was saying to this lovely guy, you know, well, stop saying that it's not working. And what did he do? He's like, I suck at this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the very, it's like, no, by proving his point. He's like, let me just tell you a different way. I'm going to keep telling you what's not working and and you're going to get it finally. (laughs) It's all about focus. Our favorite, favorite F word. It is so important that we realize what we're focusing on. And there in the moment, we just love these teachers. They're like, you're doing it again. So this conversation is not really helpful because you're just trying to point out once again, what's not working. You're focusing on the feel bad part, your tenseness, the fact that you don't get it, the fact that, you, you know, it's it's so beautiful. You really have to have a sense of humor about this. And I do love um, this kind of nuts and bolts that Abraham is giving us this ideas about doubt factors and engines and trying to make these beautiful laws applicable to our daily life so that we can really start to open up and see what's already here for us, that the contrast is serving us. You're in the right place at the right time to receive everything that you've been wanting. And it's not a grand canyon of shift. This is not a quantum leap. It's a pivot. It's a pivot in the moment to remember what feels good and to put your focus on there and let the universe do the rest. Let the universe do the heavy lifting that it is important to do. And at the end of this track, they had mentioned this analogy that I thought was very apropos. It's like you get into a car and you sit in these beautiful leather seats with this gorgeous engine and the air conditioning going and you're driving down the road and you think, you know what? It's really not fair. I should get into the engine and like help those pistons. And so I'm going to get out of my seat and get into the front of the engine and I'm just going to pump those pistons to make the engine work. And that's ridiculous. You're here to drive the car, not to be in the engine making the pistons work. That's the universe's part. It is its great pleasure to serve you. So let's just get into the car seat and let's drive through this holiday season and really mm. let's take it in. Yeah, I, lo- I love the piece when they are how they are telling him that it's not serving him, but they're not making it wrong. And that, that crucial piece where we beat ourselves up is where we get upside down sometimes. And so I think it's really beautiful that they're like, see, you're doing it again. And it's okay. You know, there's been there too in the contrast. Um, And so I feel like that piece of the, especially the holidays about loving each other. It's about loving yourself through this process. And if you're off track, it's okay. Just get back on. Just get back on. It's just a slight pivot. And we love you all, and we thank you so much for being with us in this 30-minute alignment jaunt, and we hope that you heard something that will be um, a morsel that you can take with you this season, and week after week, we come together, and as we always like to say at the end of every show, feel good, good, sister, sister. and brothers, and uncles, and aunts, and (laughs) we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real.
Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio.